there's gonna be some weird noise because I'm trying to open my dried mango. <laughs> oh my god, I can't find it. Hi everyone, welcome back to Adolescence. I'm Finley. And I'm Sarah. Adolescence is a podcast where we talk about all things teens, such as books, ships, and just general life stuff. So, today we're going to be talking about ships. We talked about ships in the last episode, but this time we're talking about our specific OTPs and no TPs. We kind of split this up by we each chose three, or I think I chose three, Sarah chose two. (laughs) But anyway, okay, this is probably my favorite ship of all time and it's Stucky from the MCU this is between Steve Rogers and Bucky Barnes and I don't know Sarah I don't think you're as familiar with the MCU as I am no I'm not as invested but I was on your Pinterest and I scrolled through the entire Stucky folder oh really oh my god funny story I got locked out of my Pinterest because it was associated with my other account oh wait you were like so active on Pinterest I was. I was like literally and then and then I got locked out of my Pinterest. So oh. that was that was quite disappointing. Back on topic. I love this ship because I think it's really non-toxic and I think a lot of this happens for non-canon same-sex ships. They're ex- they're usually pretty toxic. You know what I mean? Or like they wouldn't like dreary, like they yeah. wouldn't really happen in real life. Uh-huh. But I think this one is like it's really nice cuz they carry for each other like so much and I would say out of all the MCU ships, and there's a lot, this is yeah, probably the hit. This is probably like the most popular one, and I think everyone was disappointed with the end of um, Endgame, including me. I kind of had like yeah, a breakdown. Think, yeah. Yeah, I'm not like invested in the MCU, and I haven't seen a lot of the earlier movies, but I was very, very disappointed and like mad at Steve's like ending. I agree. I thought it was not good. It was so out of character, in my opinion. I don't know. Like, I I really like Peggy, actually. I think she's really cool. And I've watched Agent Carter, and it's an amazing series. But I don't know. I just didn't, yeah, I didn't like like that ending. Just made me feel really disappointed. I feel like out of all the fandoms honestly i'm most disappointed with the mcu's lgbt representation because i feel like they like kind of hint at it and a lot there's a lot of people are really passionate about some of the shifts but like i don't know they just sort of and i don't like how they say like oh you know avengers endgame is going to feature like the first openly gay character and it was like a tiny maybe like 15 second segment I don't know. They say that they're going to include, like, LGBT representation in the, in uh, Thor Love and Thunder. And I hope they actually do that and not just kind of, I don't know, bait us all. I I don't know. I think the MCU has a, or even just, like, Disney has a problem with, like, LGBTQ representation. I can't think of any, like, Disney studio like not straight characters i don't know i don't know i just hate how disney's kind of like taking over a lot of things and they're kind of limiting 
the amount of representation like a movie can have. Like I feel like this has happened to the Star Wars universe as well. Like I don't know. I feel like there's a there is a potential for the Star Wars universe to be like a lot more diverse if Disney hadn't bought it. I mean, I don't have much to say because I haven't watched Star Wars, but that's a You haven't problem. watched Star Wars? No. You I haven't? Watched... No. Like any movies? Our next ship is Jesslyn from Six of Crows. Um it also is known as Wesper, but that is not a valid ship name That's and Jesslyn should be the actual ship name. It sounds like a dog um, name or something. It does or like like a ghost name. That's what it sounds like. Yeah, just Wesper, not good. Not good. So I think in Six of Crows um Jesslyn can often be thought of as like kind of like leftover ship because there's Kaz and Inej and then Nina and is it Matthias or Matthias? I think I, I call him Matthias so some people call him Matthias which oh, which Matthias. I don't think that's right <laughs> okay we're gonna go with Matthias I think Nina and Matthias and then Kaz and Edge were already like pretty established maybe not as ships but as like pairings so then Wylan and Jesper were left over but I actually think it's a super super cute ship and I think it's developed really well and it has a really natural and kind of slower progression and they have some some seriously good quotes, such as, maybe I like your stupid face, and the really cute scene when Wylan asks Jesper if it's just girls, and then Jesper says, not just girls, and it's really sweet, and I probably squealed while I read that. Can I be completely honest? When I first read Six of Crows, I didn't even notice that line. Like, I didn't catch it. I don't know. I think I was skimming like really fast and I just, I don't Uh read very thoroughly. So I've missed, I completely missed that line. I can't believe it. I really like this ship. And someone asked Lee Bardugo on Twitter. I think it was Twitter. If gay marriage is legal in Ketterdam. Um, And apparently it is. And I think we would both be very, very happy if in the next book there was a wedding scene. If Jesper and Wyland choose to get married. So... When I was, when we were writing this uh, episode, I was, like, really, I I had, like, okay, I was, like, looking at their ages, because I was, like, I was pretty sure that that Jesper was an adult, and Wylan is, like, 16, but it turns out Jesper's only 17. He acts like, like, a at least a 20-year-old, but I think all these characters do except Wylan. Our next ship is Dreary, which is honestly probably, like, one of my first ships that I got into. And I think what okay, what's your opinion on Dreary? Mm, I'm not a big fan of Dreary. Um because I like ships that build on the characters and I think Dreary just would never happen and it I just don't like it. But I'm willing to read the fan fiction because sometimes it's well written. I agree. I think this is a ship that would never happen in the real book, would never work for, like, the characters and their arcs, but, oh my god, this fan, I think Dreary honestly has the most entertaining fan fiction, and, like, yeah, okay. and, tum- okay, Draco in the book is terrible, don't, okay, do not talk to me about this, because I know a lot of people love, 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 love Draco, but in the book, he's absolute trash, okay? But yeah, on Tumblr, 100%. he's fantastic. Fan-made Draco is, like, amazing, okay? And so I think I, I ship I ship Dreary, I ship Harry in Tumblr Draco. 
I do not ship Harry and, like, J.K. Rowling's Draco because, like, I don't know. Because Draco, honestly, Draco had the potential to become, like, a really good character. He could have been redeemed. He didn't get a redemption arc, in my opinion. This is, like, the ultimate example of the enemies trope. I think this is the maybe the ship that, like, popularized it. But... I love this trope, honestly, even though it's kind of toxic, but it's entertaining. So sometimes you just have to indulge yourself. So our next ship is Simon and Bram from Simon vs. the Homo Sapiens Agenda or the movie adaptation Love, Simon. And I think all of the previous ships have been from some form of, like, I think it's fantasy. Like, MCU, I don't, I guess that's fantasy. Like, big. Um, yeah. I guess these are all. Yeah like pretty popular fantasy genres i think i read a lot of realistic fiction and i think reading realistic fiction and the relationships in realistic fiction can be hard to shape or can words can be hard to like ship because they're kind of like more like real people but i think simon and bram is a really well put together ship and Simon vs. the Homo Sapiens Agenda is a really important book to me because I think it's one of the first LGBTQ books I read. And I think, I don't know, like I was like maybe 11 or 12 when I read it. And I hadn't had a lot of exposure to the queer community. So it was kind of, I don't know, it was a cool book for me to read when I was, I don't know, a, a young little seventh grader. Um, and literally, I'm pretty sure I cried during like, any moment where something cute happened between them or i was like squealing or i was like texting someone being like oh my god oh my god um i love this ship um i they are written so cutely like i don't know i also the author becky avertelli will will put this we'll, we'll put we'll put this book in the um description but oh my god i don't know it's just, it's written so nicely, and in the second book, Lee on the Offbeat, which in my opinion is, like, just okay, the best part about it was was definitely Simon and Bram, and I just remember that one moment when um, when they found Simon's Love Actually fan fiction. Do you remember that? Uh, I do have one, one problem, and it's um, in the movie when Simon and Bram meet on, like, the, like, amusement park ride there's like people cheering for them and i think that really ruins the whole vibe of the meeting like it's supposed to be this really cute intimate thing but then there are people cheering for them in the movie and in the book it's a lot sweeter and more intimate and that's the one problem i have with the movie unpopular opinion i liked the movie more than the book i don't know i honestly i thought that first of all if someone told you Okay, I'm talking about the book. If someone told you that they threw up the last time they went on the Tilt-A-Whirl, then maybe the best idea for the first date isn't to go on the Tilt-A-Whirl. And you know what? I I don't blame Simon because he's like an he's like an adolescent boy, okay? His brain isn't fully developed, but to me that seemed like it could have ended very wrongly. And I do agree that the um that the ferris wheel having everyone to watch was like not good but i thought the ferris wheel metaphor made a lot of sense and oh i never thought about it like that and i also want to say i loved in the 
in the movie, the scene between Simon and his mom. I just really like that because it, I don't know, it showed like his relationship with his family as well. And like his dad as I don't know. I, I just really liked it because I felt like it showed the growth of his family as well. And in the book, they didn't really talk about his family that much. So I, this is really controversial, but I love Raylo. And I'm a huge Star Wars fan. I've literally watched the entire thing so many times. And I absolutely... Okay, Raylo, if you don't know, is a ship between Rey and Kylo Ren from the most recent trilogy. And honestly, I think this is such a developed ship and the way that they ended the entire series like with the rise of skywalker at the very end it made so much sense and it was just like it was such a clear arc for both of them and i don't know i just think they had such like an interesting relationship between each other it, it is the enemies trope again but it was like it was basically essentially they were opposite sides of the force and sarah i know you don't know that much about star wars so i'm gonna like try and explain this to you okay. but like Basically, the Force is, it's kind of based off of Buddhism, sort of like everything is in balance. So you've got like, you've got Rey. Is it okay if I spoil some things for you? Yeah, of course. Okay, okay. So you've got Rey, who's like, in the beginning, she's good. She's like, the absolute good. And then um, Kylo Ren, who's like, who's like, the evil. And they like, balance each other out. They're like, the exact same age. It's like, they're polar opposites of each other. But then you find out, like, Han Solo is like, or sorry, uh, what's it? oh Kylo Ren? He's a Skywalker, which is like a good family, and then Ray's a Palpatine, which is like a bad family. So it's like this really weird, like they're on opposite sides of the spectrum and stuff. I don't know. I just think it's so interesting how they balance each other out. I know a lot of people hate this ship because they say like, actually, why do people hate this ship? I think people say like it's like an unhealthy relationship and stuff, and they kind of try and kill each other sometimes, but like. If you've watched... <laughs> that is an unhealthy relationship. <laughs> but if... Okay, but if you've watched, like, the scenes where they're, like, fighting together, it's, like, amazing. And eventually... I mean, Kylo Ren does, like, redeem himself to save Rey. And I honestly thought that both The Last Jedi and The Rise of Skywalker were amazing movies. And I know a lot of people hated them. But I thought they were so good. The cinematography is beautiful. I don't know. I just thought... I thought they were great. I don't care what other people say. And thus, the end of the OTPs is here, and we must talk about some no TPs. Okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna let you start just okay. because. How, okay, Sarah. This is a really weird I, one, but have you read Little Woman? No, and I haven't watched the movie. Oh my god. Okay, then you're not gonna you're not really gonna understand this, but I'm still gonna rant about it. So go. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so I think my very 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 first ship ever when I was maybe 7 years old and I was reading like Little Women the the baby edition, like the one like the the chapter book edition. Oh my god. I was in love with Lori and Joe. And if you're not familiar with little women like you won't get this at all like I don't even know how to explain it but it's like they had the mo the most amazing friendship and then this book went and upset me by the f with Lori ending up with Joe's little sister Amy who's like the absolute worst 
after Joe rejected him. It was like the most devastating moment when I was seven years old. I don't know what else to say. Honestly, okay. And I love Greta Gerwig's adaption. And I love how they made Amy better. But I love Timothy Chalamet. And I love Sorsha Ronan. And they, oh my god. Also, I just want to say for a second, like, I remember in the original, like, Louisa May Alcott, who, like, wrote Little Woman, she specifically didn't want um, Joe to end up with Lori because she wanted Joe to, like, not end up with anyone. But then her publisher told her that, like, she had she had to make, Joe, like, Joe end up with someone. And that's why Joe ended up marrying this random guy and Lori married Amy. Okay, so we talked about BTS ships and the other the other one but i just want to like talk for like okay this is sarah's like least favorite thing ever but i also want to say like i came across some like i've come across like some very disturbing bts fan fiction in like the past two days on like wattpad oh tell me more (laughs) i don't want i i literally will i'm not going to tell you because this is going to like traumatize everyone who listens but um yeah do you want to talk about this real quick yeah, I think we talked about this last episode, but I want to reiterate um, and maybe bring up some other points. But, like, I always have a problem with shipping people that aren't actually a couple in, like, real life. And I think it can be really, like, damaging to the actual people. I, re- I know a popular BTS ship is Taehung and Jungkook, or, like, Z and mm-hmm. Jungkook. Yeah. Um, and... I mean, obviously, there's tons of, like, videos and fan fiction on Wattpad that could be scarring to anyone who reads it. But I also, I think this is the one that the members of BTS have actually, like, seen. I think it was on, like, Weverse, which is where BTS can interact with their fans. And, like, uh, Taehyung saw it. Uh, like, a Taekook thing, which is Taehyung and Jungkook. And, like, I think when the celebrities can, like, see that, it's, like, bad like no like that can be really damaging i think a lot oftentimes in bts people like forget that bts are actually people and they have lives like not just because of ships but also everything they say and do and buy and wear and go is held up as like something godlike like i remember um the visited like some memorial or like monument or something and posted a picture and then where he was standing got like painted over as like this is where Taehung stood which is like <laughs> I'm getting off track because we're supposed to be talking about shipping but like that's oh, really weird and disturbing to me and I don't think anyone should be held up as like some god no matter how incredible they are and how much you like them I I think it's you know South Korea is like a really hard place for like LGBT people to live. And I think it's really cool that I think BTS does support the LGBT community and that's really great, but that does not mean that you should um be writing creepy fan fiction and worshiping where someone's okay, that that I guess that's not related to shipping, but that's just kind of odd. But I don't know. Interesting. I don't think that's great. So I think that wraps up our podcast about shipping and our favorite ships. So at the end of each episode, we always do what song is stuck in our head. So Sarah, what song is stuck in your head right now? Right, right this moment? 
Ah, difficult. Okay, this isn't a particular song, and this is more of a plug for an album. Okay. But um, Suga from BTS recently released his second mixtape, D2, and I've been listening to it on repeat, and I cannot choose a favorite song. Um, okay, what's your what song? What's what song is stuck in your head? Okay, okay, give me just give me a second to like contain myself. Okay, so I in the music episode we talked about Pachelbel's Canon and D about our <laughs> <laughs> about our traumatizing. Okay, you have to go back if you if you haven't listened to the episode, please go back and watch it. It's it's hilarious. Um, and so this this uh no sorry late at night while I was probably should have been doing something more productive I stumbled upon a mashup of Pachelbel's Candy and Starships by Nicki Minaj. Oh, it's so good! It's so good. <laughs> it's like it's literally like the two songs that should that should not work together, but they kind of do. They kind of do. Um, it's like, it's like honestly I would. If 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 we ruined Pachelbel's Canon D for like all the people listening that know us, uh, you should play this one at your wedding because it's got the same <laughs> vibe but also a different vibe. Oh my uh, god! Oh my god! I'm actually gonna genuinely maybe play this at my wedding. random but uh what's your favorite kind of like when you get dried mango like what pieces do you look for oh the really okay so i like the ones that are in clumps but they're not a clump like they're small pieces that are like clumped together that you can peel apart okay i have a very specific i really like the really thin ones the really thin sour ones which is like really no <laughs> No, it's like the worst ones. 